an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zerpia. And it's time to hit that waiver wire and hit it hard. It's week two already. Can you believe it? That's right. Yeah, it's Monday. So there's one more game left to play. But we're looking forward. It was a wacky and wild week one in the NFL, as it always is. A lot of injuries to talk about. Those injuries are opening up. Obviously, some spots for some new players. And... Maybe one or two guys that we've been talking about for a while here as possible sleepers that guess what? If you picked them up already or you drafted them, you don't have to hit the waiver wire for fab, but a lot of them are still available in leagues. We're going to tell you who they are. We're going to tell you how to get them. And gentlemen, again, to help me do it, to help break down all the waiver wire, we've got Derek Brown, D-Bro, the King of Bros, Pat Fitzmaurice as well. Pat, I know it was a, a crazy week one, as it always is every single time, but uh, if there's one thing you want to take out of week one that you actually thought that was for real, what would that for real thing be for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, maybe Arthur Smith's commitment to the running game and making me regret my uh, massive exposure to Drake London and uh, my above average exposure to Kyle Pitts. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Do we have to start this show on a, a down note like this show? It's really well, I don't know. Me. I was going to talk about I believe in the Cowboys defense, and I was uh, they are yes. my number one ranked defense in draft on FantasyPros.com, my number one ranked defense this week. I mean, you know, they always say, Derek, the defense wins championships, but nobody really cares about defense and fantasy except this guy. And a couple years ago, I remember pounding the table for that Patriots defense that ended up winning people leagues. And I don't know about you, D-Bro. But after watching that game last night, like, I know the Giants have a lot to work on, but Micah Parsons and that defense and Stephon Gilmore and everything they got going on, this is a terrifying defensive unit. If you're looking for the challenger in the NFC, yeah, okay, it's week one. Yeah, it was 40 nothing. but I think that defense is for real. So that was my takeaways. Like, the Dallas defense, that's for real. Is it going to be, a you know, that kind of point total every week? No. But, Debra, how about you? What's, what's the one thing you take away from week one before we hit the waiver wire that really feels like, ooh-wee, this is a good start for this person or team? Y'all know where I'm going to go with this, Joe. You know where I'm going you know to <laughs> go know, with this, baby. Know, maybe, maybe. Puka Nakua oh, is Puka. him! Puka Nakua is him, baby. He had a monster week. Let's go. Derek's very Stretch excited. your hamstrings, baby. And I know hamstrings are kind of going down and people are struggling oh, in the NFL. Yeah. We got to stretch right now because it's victory lad time, baby. It Puka is. was him and it is a glorious, glorious day. It is. Oh, look, a beautiful time here. Puka Nakua, obviously, huge day. Now the question is, Cooper Cup going on that IR for four weeks. When he comes off, what happens to Puka Nakua? If he doesn't come off, what happens to Puka Nakua? So many questions. Let's get into it. But first, we got to start here with our sleeper waiver wire ad of the week, the pick of the week. And it's not just one. It's actually two guys because it's really the collective Baltimore backfield now that we've got to talk about. J.K. Dobbins, unfortunately, in game one, did tear his Achilles. It looks like we'll get that 
definitive confirmation, I'm sure, sometime later today. But look, I mean, it certainly seems like it's the end of Dobbins in Baltimore this season and probably the end of Dobbins in Baltimore, period. When we consider that contract situation that he was in anyway, I don't see him coming back, which means Justice Hill, who is 0% rostered over on Sleeper, and Gus Edwards, who is 20% rostered on Sleeper. Those are the two big targets this week. And uh, again, this is why you watch the shows here at Fantasy Pros, because D-Bro, I can't remember how many drafts, like the last couple picks, I'd be like, eh, give me Gus Edwards. Eh, give me this guy. Now, Justice Hill had the two touchdowns. That's what we got to talk about here, because that did happen yesterday. Yes, it was against the Texans. Yes, the Texans are bad against the run. But D-Bro, your thoughts here on these two Baltimore running backs, and then Fitz will get your thoughts too, because... Again, Justice Hill had the two touchdowns. Nobody's got him on sleeper roster, basically, with good reason, understandably so. Should they be rostering Edwards? Should they be rostering Justice Hill? Should they be rostering both? I think you should roster both, but I I don't want to say I want to throw cold water on this, guys, but there are a lot of running backs that I want to sit here and pick up that probably have a little more intrigue than both of these guys. Like they, we saw this Baltimore backfield split straight down the middle after JK Dobbins was gone. Gus played 15 snaps. Justice Hill got 19. They split the routes. Neither one of them got targets. Both of them have eight carries. I honestly kind of feel about this Baltimore backfield. Like, yesteryears when we haven't had jk dobbins like it's just kind of a scrum of guys mm-hmm. and i'm just kind of like yeah. i mean I'll, I, okay. at this moment i'm gonna let people kind of fight over baltimore backs and i'm gonna go after a few other guys in the way so what her. does that cost look like then so if 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 you're not going to push too hard what's a responsible cost where it makes sense for you in terms of your fab budget that you want to spend on these guys in this backfield three to five percent which means i'm probably well, I was not gonna, gonna say get, that you ain't get getting them, them. Fitz, uh, you I'm and probably, I probably not. Know. I'm probably not. Debro's not getting him. So if you want to get him, what do you have to spend? And do you have a favor between Edwards and Justice Hill that you think might be the better lean at this point? Because look, it's still a couple weeks away here of you know figuring out you know are other running backs going to come up on the waiver wire, or are the running backs going to come up on the trade market too? But in your opinion, this Baltimore backfield that is now open season, how do you attack it from a fab standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I think, Joe, in most non-tiny leagues, we are going to see double-digit fab expenditures for both mm-hmm. guys this week. Mm-hmm. And like Debro, I'm not going to mm-hmm. wind up with either because I'm not willing to go there. I think there's a better than 50-50 chance we see someone else added to this backfield. I, I have to imagine uh, the agents for Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette might be taking calls from the Baltimore Ravens today. Um, mm-hmm. So wouldn't be surprised to see those guys. Maybe Melvin Gordon comes back. Um, so like, I, I don't think it's just going to be these two guys. I, I have a uh, feeling Melvin about Gordon, that. That's a great point. Cause he was already there in that camp. Yeah. I think they go right back to that. So while everybody else is like, okay, so let's say you're in the position where it seems like both of you are kind of meeting of the minds here, right? Obviously you could check out all the waiver wire ranks on fantasypros.com right now that they're all up there. The waiver wire, um, new piece from Pat is up as well. You can read through all of that. So if you are somebody that wants to just put a bid in but knows you're not going to get them, would you throw the buck on Melvin Gordon? Would you throw the buck on Kareem Hunt? Like, who are you throwing the buck or two on to kind of sneak through there where you're thinking outside the box where everybody's overspending inside of it? I think I'd be willing to bid on uh, Kareem Hunt's or, or maybe a $0 bid on Melvin Gordon if I had a, a nice. roster spot where I didn't mind I ditching someone to get those guys. Play, play four-dimensional chess here because – I mean, Justice Hill had eight carries for nine yards yesterday. 
He scored right. two like, touchdowns the, and the people touchdowns are going to go bonkers. Everybody's good, and they shouldn't. And they shouldn't. Right. And, and Justice Hill has been mm-hmm. around for a while. And when have we considered him a valuable fantasy asset? Pretty much never. Mm-hmm. So, Deeper, I mean, real I'd, quick. Gus, oh, sorry, go ahead. Gus, oh, Gus would be my preferred ad of these two, but I'm really not chasing either guy. Okay. Debro, in your opinion, like which one's got Melvin Gore and Kareem Hunt? You want to you want to sneak one of these guys on your roster too because you think that's really where the long term version is going here for Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, give me a zero dollar bid on Kareem Hunt if Leonard Fournette's out there. Same thing. I think we're all just burying the but lead. Why not Melvin? Um, Melvin's the guy. That I, was I, in I know camp. Pat he already knows the playbook. Like Melvin to me makes I, yeah. Pat nailed it. I think I think that's exactly the guy that we're looking yeah, for. That's fair. In fact, Pat is he even on our waiver rankings. We should add him this week. I we think we should. should. Yeah, we yeah, we are we fantasy should. pros. We're playing that. How many dimensions of the chess? I don't know. Four. There was a lot of them. There's four. four. Five, I think seven, that's that's 17? like three too many for me. But anyway, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, we should add him to the waiver wire column this week. We should add him to the stuff because I think that is a incredible. And this is why I love doing these shows with you guys because you sit here, we sit together, and we come up with solutions to these problems. And look. People are going to have problems. There were a lot of people in blue tents yesterday. There was a lot of injuries yesterday, unfortunately, in week one. Uh, some good things did happen, though, because we've got a winner of the autographed A.J. Brown jersey, courtesy of bettingpros.com, and it's Lazy Laz. Lazy Laz was not lazy. Let me tell you a story about Lazy Laz. Lazy Laz subscribed to Fantasy Pros. Lazy Laz clicked the bell till it went ding, and Lazy Laz dropped a comment below, and Lazy Laz now has an A.J. Brown autographed jersey. So, Laz, congratulations. Hit us up at mailbag at fantasypros.com. Again, mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address, proof of your subscription to Fantasy Pros YouTube channel, and we'll get that jersey shipped out to you. Lazy Laz, congrats. And by the way, we've got new stuff. If you want to win a Tyreek Hill autographed jersey, thanks to our good friends at Betting Pros, and that jersey is red hot right now. It is on fire after yesterday's incredible performance from Tua and from uh, Tyreek Hill. I'm still trying to figure out how he caught that ball in the corner of the end zone. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how... You want to talk a four-dimensional te- chess? That is something, like, is in another dimension, how that ball somehow got caught. But again, Tyreek Hill, that jersey's coming at you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Drop the comment below. Click the bell till it goes ding, and you might win that next one. We're giving away jerseys autographed. Make it your business to get in on that stuff. All right, another guy who's going to be very popular. We talked about it before, Pat. You mentioned it in your, your sorrow at the beginning of the show. Is the Atlanta Falcons run game being so ooh, run heavy? Uh, which, again, it's, I don't know why this is a surprise to anybody. I mean, it just feels like that's, that's who the Atlanta Falcons are going to be because that's who Arthur Smith is. Now, Tyler Algier is... 57% roster. That's a high number. Normally, we don't talk about these guys, but I feel like it's week one. There's a lot of players that get dropped before. So, I mean, this 57, I think, is right on that bubble, but we got to talk about it because he's still available in enough leagues where it's right on the borderline. Now, that being said, Bijan looked spectacular in that game. Algier had the touchdowns, right? So, should people be wasting fab on Algier, Pat, in your opinion? I think they should. Uh Okay. Not only does he have some standalone value as a potential flex guy in an offense that is so outrageously run heavy with Arthur Smith taking us back to uh, the 1940s, but <laughs> Algier is a league winner if Bijan goes down, and, and I despise the term league winner, but if something happened to Bijan, Algier is instantly like one of the most valuable running backs there is in our game. 
All right. I'm of the mind that by the time we get to October 1st, we're going to be looking as like, oh, yeah, remember those two touchdowns from Tyler Algier? Wasn't that cute in week one because Bijan just <laughs> takes over because, you know, Bijan is also the guy if people remember, you know, the most missed tackles or or tackles evaded in college football last year. Uh, that's a thing. And we saw it on display. Debro, Algier for you. How do you attack this one, too? Is this one where you agree with Pat where, hey, the insurance policy is huge, but he also has some flex appeal? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons to like Algier. Now, I'm not going to go, you know, breaking the fab uh, bank on them. I mean, 5 to 7%. And this also, it's a continuing theme with the running back position for this week. I think that there's a lot of guys in this discussion that we're looking at that have similar standalone value right now, much less similar contingent upside if everything breaks their way. So for me, it kind of comes down to... I, I like Algier and I'm willing to bid on him, but I'm not going to get aggressive. I'm not going to go over or go nuts about it because there are a lot of other running backs we're going to sit here and talk about today where I think I can get similar production, similar role, and for maybe a cheaper price. Pat, give me a fat percentage for Algier. 8%. 8%. How about you, Debro? 5 to 7. I feel like both of you aren't going to get him at that too. I feel like probably that's another guy you're probably not going to get. If you want Algier, it feels like you might have to go a little bit uh, further uh, with the trough there. All right, let's continue on here. I want to talk to you guys about uh, maybe some guys potentially to drop. Obviously, you know, J.K. Dobbins is somebody you can drop. I think that's pretty easy right now. That's an easy one. Uh, Deion Jackson, is that a guy you want to drop? Rashad Penny, is that a guy you want to drop? Those guys are on your roster. Who do you think has more drop ability, as it will? Uh, Debro, you want to hold on to Penny? You want to hold on to Deion Jackson? Cut both of them. Cut bye both. bye. Off the roster, gown. All right. What about you, Pat? Are you ready to already ditch Rashad Penny already? Yeah, he's fourth in the packing order. And with, with Gainwell mm -hmm. having a 62% snap share yesterday 62 percent um it ran 16 routes had four targets 14 cares but he was the lead guy and man it's just going to take it would take a lot i think for things to be shaken up to the point where penny became fantasy relevant right now so yeah it's so think just weird cut your losses but pat isn't it weird because basically philly was telling us that and nobody wanted to believe it I know. I mean, they've been telling us all summer. Like yeah, and, they were. every beat reporter, every every you know coach speak. <laughs> after I, practice. I didn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, and and here Kenneth Gainwell was just like, still a free square in so many drafts, and mm -hmm. you no, know, it's unbelievable. All right, uh, let's talk about some other guys potentially worth adding. Uh, give me a couple of these names here. Uh, we got Tank Bigsby, we got Kyron Williams, Sean Tucker. I know those guys are out there. Joshua Kelly's out there too. He got some play, especially later in that game. He had a big touchdown, and then Roshan Johnson. My dude also looked pretty good. So, Debro, those are some of the other guys out there of that mix of players. Who kind of stands out to you and who do you think is really worth going after? I mean, Joshua Kelly and Roshan. Those are the two guys that I've been pounding the table for, especially mm -hmm. with Roshan. And Joshua Kelly, I've had intrigue as we've gone through draft season. And both of these guys, these are the guys that I feel like if they're out there. And both of these guys, Kelly's 4% rostered. Roshan's 15% rostered. These are the guys where people... You, they, people are going to go spin for the Algiers. And I, I'm with spinning over Gainwell. We didn't talk about that, but I am willing to sit here and open up the wallet. Like 15%, 18% on Gainwell. I'm willing to be really aggressive on him. But these other guys, these are the ones that I think you could sneak through for cheaper fab bids. Now, I'm going to be a little more aggressive on them. Like 
5 to 7% on Joshua Kelly. For a player that we saw 47% of the snaps, 16 carries, 91 rushing yards, this guy ran 17 routes to Austin Eckler's 24. If anything happens to Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, we just use the moniker of league winner. Yeah. Tell me how Joshua Kelly is not a freaking league winner. If anything happens to Austin Eckler and we're buying into a better offense for cheaper fab so other people can go chase the two touchdowns with Tyler Algier have fun enjoy that I'm gonna go grab Joshua Kelly for cheaper and buy a piece of a better offense one of the best offenses in the NFL and so that's the direction I want to go and the same thing for Roshan Johnson it took one week people for Roshan Johnson to lead the Chicago backfield in snaps routes and targets. And you could say whatever you want to about it being garbage time. Sure, I'll give you the target discussion for that. But the rest of that usage, that's on Roshan, baby. Whoa. He's the best running back in that backfield. And he can take over that David Montgomery role as we move along through the season. Bet on and talent. he's going to go for cheaper than he should. Bet on talent. Going back to uh, Kelly, you weren't on the show last week. But Pat, Joshua Kelly was one of your favorite waiver wire stashes <laughs> last week on the podcast. We talked about him. You said, Hello hey, call. you Pat's like, hey, you should add this guy no, right no, no, now. No. It was Erickson. Oh, no, that was Erickson. Oh, uh, you know Erickson. what? He's not here. Pat, that was all you, Pat. You did a great <laughs> job. We don't give Erickson any credit. Forget that. Let's let's it, give it all to you, Pat. I remember one of you was very much on that. So, all right, fine. I'll give it. I'll give the respect to Andrew Erickson. But Andrew was saying, hey, add this guy now for nothing. Stash him and see what happens. Because what happens if Eckler goes down in week one and all of a sudden you got this winner? But going back to the Gainwell conversation, too, this is a guy that's only rostered still in 35% of leagues on sleeper mm-hmm. and again make sure you're playing over on sleeper it's the best place to play your fantasy football all my leagues are on sleeper this year and, and last year too that i could get on there kenneth gainwell pat again we heard it we heard the buzz we were told nobody listened and now it's in front of our face so how aggressive do you want to be Debro said 15 percent. how much are you going to go fab wise for gainwell i'm at 15 percent too um okay. i think that's a good move Let's for the go. guy who is now the lead back yeah it's a committee so maybe he is the chairman of the committee but um for a team with arguably the best offensive line in football a team that's going to have run friendly game scripts often this year because the eagles are one of the best teams in the league yeah i'm excited about it and a, a dual run catch guy like i think he's well worth going in on and I, I just want to push back, actually, on Debro because I'm unfortunately going to have to Ooh. agree with them on a lot of things later in the show. But, um, mm-hmm. like, I'm not as excited about Roshan or Josh Kelly. With Josh Kelly, it's just that I've I've seen him. I think he's just a guy. And yesterday okay. was one of his better games that he has well, coming into the league. Pat, is just a guy in that offense more than just a guy? I mean, we saw the Chargers lead for most of that game. Like, it was always the the Dolphins having to return volley there. Like, they were behind for much of that right. game. It, it was a pretty run-friendly game script for the Chargers. Um, but, like, that's more than we've seen from Kelly. Uh, like, a, a bigger share of the running game than we've typically seen from him. So I'm not totally buying it based on that one game. I'm also not buying that Roshan is really vaulted, uh, changed like the the mixture of that backfield yet. Yeah, it was a weird game script because the Bears were getting trucked by my Green Bay Packers. Thank you very much. <laughs> Here um, we go. It, it's gonna... Homer card. I was waiting for it. That's exactly what I was waiting it, for. I just think it's going to be a three-way, D-Bro. It's going to be Herbert, Roshan, and Foreman. We saw all three guys yesterday. Um, yeah, things kind of tilted be. towards Roshan. 
but only after the game got out of hand. Okay. All right. Talent, so that's a talent look. Talent wins out, baby. That's a talent look at the out. RBs right now from the guys. Again, if you want more, make sure you go over to fantasypros.com. Check out the waiver wire column. It's up there right now. You can also check out our rankings. And don't forget to also download my playbook and sync all your leagues so you can use the waiver assistant. You can find the top available players, the free agent finder, all these things. So you can go across all your leagues when you sync. I don't care if you're playing two on CBS, three on Sleeper, whatever you got going on here. You could set your lineups from the My Playbook app. You could also check all of your free agent waiver wire pickups from there, too. That is a huge thing. So you can really cut down the time and energy that you're spending on these things and do it the right way. Uh, Before we get into the wide receivers, too, uh, people may or may not know this, but Obviously, football is back and in full swing, and another week of Epic Games is coming. And I'll tell you what, DraftKings has you covered, because DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and new customers can bet $5 on NFL football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets, okay? Nobody's missing out on the action all season on DraftKings, and all customers can take advantage of two offers every single day this September. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use that promo code FANTASYPROS to sign up. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's what we call a good return on investment. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Boyd in Ontario. cdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply let's get to the wide receivers shall we let's do this let's talk about and we're gonna have to talk about uh the most added guys over on sleeper and right now puka nakua is starting to tick up that sticking up sticking up but Jaden reed as of last night was the guy that was most added yesterday so that was a really interesting one too so i want to start here with mr packer i want to start with Jaden reed romeo dobbs looked good in that game christian watson was out so pat when it comes to Jaden Reed, let's talk about his ability. He's a rookie, but he's an older rookie, so there's every chance that he could contribute for the rest of the season for the Packers. How much of an investment do you want to make on him, or is it just one of these guys you don't chase week one? Well, I generally don't spend a lot of fab on wide receivers, Joe, uh, but they're, Reed is a nice one to have available, as is Dobbs. I mean, two and three in the pecking order for a team whose passing game might be a little better than everyone anticipated coming in with Jordan Love, who looked sharp in week one. So I would prioritize Dobbs if he's available. I think he is available in fewer leagues, however, than Jaden Reed. So yeah, Jaden Reed is slippery. Not only did he have a nice game as a pass catcher, uh, he had a couple of nice kick returns too. This guy is really exciting with the ball at his hands. So um, like I do not mind if I'm thin at wide receiver throwing a few dollars at him. Um, 5% is kind of my standard bid for him this week, but if I had a need at wide receiver, maybe I'd be willing to bump it up to 7 or 8%. All right. Uh, Jaden Reed is 22% rostered right now. Uh, Debro, in your opinion, is that somebody worth chasing, or do you let this guy go? I'm probably going to not get him in most of my leagues. Um, I'm probably at about 2 3% of fab, and this mm-hmm. just comes down to not hate for Jaden Reed. He had a good game, rookie, talented player. But looking at how this Packers offense operated, a 45% passing rate in week one, 
that's tough to really get behind. And like, I, I get we could sit here and package this up and make it sound pretty with an 18% target share, but five targets. The only thing that saved his day and Romeo Dobbs's days were the touchdowns and chasing touchdowns in a low volume passing attack. And when we know when Christian Watson comes back, I don't think anybody with with, you know, that that's actually being honest with themselves is going to tell you that anybody besides Christian Watson is going to be the alpha in this offense. Yeah, that's my. Fear. So I don't want I don't want to chase any of the Packers wide receivers. Like if you need a wide receiver, fine, throw the the dollar two dollar mm-hmm. fab bids in. That's OK, but I'm not going to go above. Well, that. what about it was, it was low volume because they were crushing the Bears. And now Aaron, that's fair. now yeah. Aaron Jones is banged up. So if he misses time, mm-hmm. I would expect them to skew more pass heavy in the weeks to come. No, I, I mean, that could definitely happen. The question is how much, I guess. I guess also the question is when Watson comes back and Dobbs looked pretty good yesterday, all of a sudden, what's the ratio? That's probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's one yeah. of those deeper league plays, and it's also one of those, you know, don't overspend. I think that's the problem, right, guys? Because in week one, everybody's got all their fab, right? For the most part, like, oh, these names, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I get the right guys. But then, you know, they're not thinking about week 10 because <laughs> there's going to be – I hate to break this, everybody. Yep. Come close here. Come by the fire. Uncle Joey's going to tell you a story. There's going to be more injuries. I know. It's depressing. It's going to be more, and there's going to be more reasons to spend fab budget. So let's pace ourselves. It's good to be aggressive early, especially on guys where you see clarity. Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about the best way to buy tickets this summer and all year round. I love live events. Everybody who follows me on social media knows that. I'm out the wrestling shows. I'm out at the concerts. I'm out everywhere. And you get all these fees for all these events and they suck. They just suck. You know it. I know it. Customer service is terrible. Coordinating with friends is just a hot mess. It's a nightmare. But then I discovered Fanimal. And the great thing about Fanimal is it's got tickets to everything. Concerts, festivals, basketball, baseball games, hockey games, and of course, NFL. And there's no fees. That's right. You heard me. No fees. The price you see is the price you actually pay. What a concept. Fanimal is the cheapest place on the internet to get tickets for anything you want to go attend. So we've all experienced how painful it is to coordinate events with friends and you always end up fronting a bunch of money, right? And then you're chasing down this guy or that girl to get reimbursed. And if they flake, then you're stuck with the bill, but not a fanable. No, no, no. At Fanimal, they have something amazing. They have the patented group purchase and that makes it easy to split payments with your friends. So nobody's left holding the bag. You don't commit until your friends do. You just pick the seats, pick how many tickets you want, and you pay for yourself, not everybody else, and send the link to your friends to do the same. And when they join your group, everybody gets charged separately and your tickets are secured. Plus, you could stack cash by inviting friends 10 bucks every time someone joins your group. Ka-ching! Let's go. Oh yeah, Fanimal has amazing customer service too. Don't forget about that. Take my word for it. Check out their hundreds of five-star reviews. And next time you need tickets, go right to Fanimal.com or download the Fanimal app and use that promo code FANIMALPROS. That's FANIMALPROS for $20 off your purchase. No fees. Make it simple. Check out Fanimal today and experience more. And now back to the action. I think the biggest question here is Puka Nakua because that is the question about clarity. We got to get to this guy next Mm -hmm. because Puka is rostered in just 10% of leagues on sleeper. Uh, Debro, I know it's early, but you are ready to be aggressive. Now, you were somebody, in all fairness, Mm -hmm. you were talking about him at the end of draft season. You were talking about him last couple of weeks. We did live streams. We talked about it. I was not buying in. I'm converted. I've seen it now with my eyes. 
Fitz and I are like that. Sometimes we just need to see it. Now the problem is it's going to cost us. But mm-hmm. we don't know the clarity with the Cooper Cup situation. If he comes back in a few weeks, is Puka Nakua just a complete waste of our fab? How do you approach this responsibly here? Because it's only week one. I think you approach it responsibly by being aggressive as hell. Um, okay. and, and I'm going to say that because we have the risk that Cooper Cup maybe doesn't play this year. Like, we cannot wipe that off the table. He's on the IR right now. He's dealing with a hamstring issue and who knows what else because the the reports out of the Rams are muddy, to just say the least, about what's going on with Cooper Cup. And so everybody's like, oh, well, when he comes back in week four, what if he doesn't come back in week four? And we're left with Puka Nakua, who had a 39%. Let listen to this, people. A thirty-nine percent target share yesterday mm-hmm. since nineteen eighty. Only six wide receivers, six, have finished in week one with more receiving yards in their first NFL game. This guy dominated, and I'm not even going to sell this. Like I'm not trying to upsell this to anybody. He operated. I watched every single freaking snap of that game. He operated in the Cooper Cup role. He was outside. He was inside. They had him in bunch formations. Matthew Stafford, Puka was his first read. And I'm here to tell you, if they had more of a rapport, he could have had an even bigger game with two to three passes for Matthew Stafford that were behind Nakua and he could not get to it. So as big as his game was, he could have caught 12 or 13 balls in this game. So I'm not going to sit here and like, I'm not trying to sit here and be over the moon or sit here pounding the table more for a guy that I was already in on, but 20, 25% of your fab, I'm here for that. Because if you get this guy and he's getting 10 plus targets on a weekly basis, we're going to talk about league winners. Yes, that is easier to find at the running back position because of injuries and because of volume and because of all those different things. How many of those do you find at wide receiver? Not many. I was just talking about not like we. You really don't. You don't because what happens is wide receiver and target shares are a reflection of talent. You don't find many guys on the waiver wire that can command a twenty percent target share, much as a freaking thirty nine percent target share. So I'm, I don't want to sit here and mince words with people, but like you need to spend aggressively and get him because Cooper Cup is no certain thing to come back in week four, week five or to come back at all this season. All right. Debro has made his closing arguments. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Uh, Pat Fitzmorris, uh, you finally saw it now. Now that you've seen it, how aggressive do you want to be? And did some of those arguments that Derek just made kind of sway you towards the doom and gloom of Cooper Cup maybe being a little bit more aggressive than you originally thought you would be on Puka Nakua? Oh, yeah. Debro has been pinning me down on the ground and pouring the <laughs> Puka Nakua Kool-Aid down my gullet. All the Puka juice. It down. All so, the Puka juice. Um, whether I wanted it or not, I have got a throat full of Puka Nakua. Uh, <laughs> so, well, yeah, it's been a good run here, Fancy Bros, everybody. That's going to be clipped for social. Oh, it's been a good run of Fancy been... Bros. I've enjoyed my time here hosting this show. <laughs> this has been great. I hope everybody's enjoyed this. All right, maybe had a good one. That didn't come out right. Um, but there, there are two things I should focus on with uh, Puka's usage um, and just the overall situation. Number one is that Cooper Cup, like he was set halfway across the country to see a hamstring specialist about his injury. Anyone who thinks he is going to come right off 
of IR in week five, like that is putting the fantasy in the fantasy mm-hmm. football. I don't think he's going to be ready Ooh. in week five. Like I, I think yeah. it's very unlikely that happens. Number two, uh, looking at Puka's average depth of target, 9.6 yards. I didn't watch that game as closely mm-hmm. as Debro because I was watching the Packers destroy the Bears. But um, yeah, yeah I mean, surprise. like I, I was happy to see that he was used in a sort of a more conventional way and that it wasn't just a bunch of slip screens and uh, hitches, bubble screens. Like it was legitimate wide receiver usage. That's exciting. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited about Puka now and I would be willing to bid at least 15 percent, I think. All right. While we still have sponsors, I want to give them some love because after that discussion about Puka Nakua, I could certainly use a cold middle light. I know it's early in the morning, but it's noon somewhere. Uh, Look, picking your fantasy team can be hard. Picking guys off the waiver wire can be even more difficult. But picking your beer shouldn't be hard because Miller Lite has got more taste and only 96 calories with friends coming together to talk about fantasy football and say things that are hilarious right here on the program. It's Miller time. That's what time it is. And the best part of fantasy football, besides winning, of course, is enjoying a cold middle light with your friends. Because when it's football time, it's Miller time, baby. Why? Because football and beer go together and beer makes football better. We all know that. Not only does Miller Lite have more taste than the others, but it's also got just 96 calories. Good draft, bad draft. Who cares? It's all about the Miller Lite draft. That's what you want. And it's still, again, 96 calories. That's good for your waistline, fellas. I know you're all looking there and the ladies too. Every good fantasy football draft needs three things. Professional tips, friends, and ice cold Miller Lite. You can get it right now at MillerLite.com slash buy beer online. Again, MillerLite.com slash buy beer online. Miller Lite and football, baby, the perfect combination. All right, let's get some other combinations here. Two more wide receivers. I'm going to group them together because they're right on that 50% mark. Nico Collins at 44%, Van Jefferson at 49%. You guys are fading both of these guys, it feels like, from a, a fab perspective. Am I correct here, Fitz? No interest in the Texans passing game whatsoever. Yes. Uh, So we knew Nico was going to be the lead guy. I just don't think that really amounts to much fantasy value. Well, is that is that is that not fair after one week against the Ravens on the road for CJ Stroud? Like, should we practice more patience? Like, do you want to drop Nico Collins? I don't know about drop, but like he would not be a guy would be clinging to on my roster. So you would obviously be moving Puka Nakua in over Nico Collins, yes? Oh, definitely, definitely. What about Jaden Reed over Nico Collins? Uh, yeah, I'd rather have Jaden Reed. Like, I just, you... this is not going to be a high-powered passing sure. game. There's some other guys involved. Maybe when John Mechie is healthy, he cuts into that target share. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I just don't think, I don't see Nico being, like, a, a giant alpha in that offense. And even if he is, uh, that probably makes him a wide receiver four at best. All right, uh, Debro, how about you? Uh, it, same sentiment here when it comes to Collins and Van Jefferson. Or you just I know you're all so much on Puka Nakua, but Van Jefferson was the two on the depth chart, too, when Cooper Cup was still, quote-unquote, healthy. I have no interest on Van Jefferson. He okay. posted a very Van line, 13% target share, five targets, 24 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. That's not going to pay the bills. <laughs> Don't care about Van Jefferson. I will push back on Fitz about uh, Nico Collins. I will take Nico over Jaden Reed. Um, a 25% target share, 11 targets, perks my ears up. And he was productive with it, 2.0 yards per route run. So I'm a big fan of C.J. Stroud. I think in week one, he showed some good things against a tough defense. So I'm willing to sit in roster Nico Collins over Jaden Reed. But again, we're talking about guys that... Two, three percent of your fab. Like I'm not busting the bank if he's out there on the waiver wire anyway. Right. Though, would you drop Kadarius Tony because Kadarius Tony certainly oh, yeah. dropped everything? Yep. 
Okay. Yep. I, I yep. Just, I he's getting dropped like a bad habit. And I like guess that's habit. the fascinating thing is like, you know, they did keep throwing him the football. They kept funneling it through. Pat, do you feel the same way? Like, do you want to drop Tony or do you want to give him one more week and see what happens? Oh, yeah. Tony's week one, 0.2 yards per target, 1.2 Detroit Lions points per target. Ooh, uh, yeah. He is he is all <laughs> tools, no toolbox. It's time to drop Kadarius <laughs> Tony. He had a minus two, uh, I saw, uh, expected fantasy total every time he touched the football. Which is, I've never never heard of that before. It was kind of staggering. Uh, All right. What about uh, Adam Thielen, Pat? You want to drop him? No, not yet. I mean, I think he's going to be the safety blanket for Bryce Young a lot of the year. And he wasn't fully healthy coming into that game. So not really judging him based on that. Okay. How about you here, D-Bro? You want to hold on to Thielen a little longer? Nah, old man can go out to pasture. Hey, easy, easy. Because somebody I know just turned... I'm not exactly young anymore. Somebody just turned to 4-0, I know, later this past (laughs) week. All of a sudden now, we got to watch that stuff now, To the glue factory with us all. You're on the other side now, friend. (laughs) Listen here, friendo. (laughs) Can't get away with that grandpa stuff anymore. All right, let's talk about some other guys here. Romeo Dobbs, 31% rostered. Zay Jones, 30% rostered. And from what what we saw last week anyway, or should I say Sunday... You know, Christian Kirk was only on the field when they had those three wide receiver sets mm. and some other stuff. So Zay Jones is on the field more than I think any of us thought. Jacoby Myers, who did take a bad injury there, but still had a big day, 50% rostered. Shahid, Shahid, uh, Rashid Shahid, excuse me, 16% rostered. Uh, Debro, any of these names pop up to you as viable in terms of adding this week? Yeah, I mean, Zay Jones has to be near the top of everybody's uh, list. I mean, he's in that wide receiver three, four conversation. We saw him be a wide receiver three last year in fantasy. So can he produce that, especially if he's getting two wide snaps over Christian Kirk? Absolutely, man. So I I, I don't care. You can put 5%, 7% in on him. I'm with that. And Rashid Shahid, yes, we need to talk about him. Because I was worried Michael Thomas coming back. Is he going to get buried in the depth chart? What does this look like? And Rashid Shaheed showed that his third in yards per route run ranking last year, 24th in PFF receiving grade, was absolutely in line with his talent, man. 18% target share, 3.5 yards per route run in week one. And he he added on top two more rushing attempts for 11 yards on the ground. He looked explosive. And these upcoming matchups... I think either Chris Olave with the defenses they're going to face, either Chris Olave or Michael Thomas could get shadowed. It is going to be some really good weeks for Rashid Shaheed coming up that he could get targets that are funneled his way. And one more name I'm going to bring up here. I want to just stay on the Rams offense, but we talked about Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Van, but you can interest me in Tutu Atwell considering really? last this week. Yes, okay. he was productive. He went out there and he out-targeted Van Jefferson, a 21% target share. And again, I watched every sl- snap of this game. The way that Sean McVay was in his bag in this game, absolutely in his bag. Tutu Awa was used in motion. He played off coverage the entire game. If you're talking about a guy that if Cooper Cup does not come back, who could step up next to Puka Nakua in this passing attack for a passing attack that is going to be throwing a ton because the defense is terrible? Tutu Atwell can have some really serviceable weeks in your flex or wide receiver three position. Pat, give me some of your takes on, real quick, Romeo Dobbs, Zay Jones, Jacoby Myers, even Shahid or Atwell. In your opinion, how do you approach these guys? Are, are any of them, well, maybe more one than the other on your radar? Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about having sort of an array of wide receivers to choose from is that you can sort of manage your bidding and not go overboard on any one guy and still get yourself a pretty good receiver. I mentioned I like Dobbs a little more than Jaden Reed, so he he would right. probably be my favorite ad of those guys. But I also like Zay. 
And we saw this in the preseason. Zay is playing ahead of Christian Kirk in two receiver sets. So he is going to out-snap and possibly out-target Christian Kirk this year. So I like him. And Shahid is just good. I mean, I realize the Saints mm-hmm. were feasting on one of the worst pass defenses in the league uh, in week one with the Titans. But Shahid is just a good player. And you can see it. Like, it shows up on the field. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of my intriguing, like, dart throw guys at the end of drafts, too. All right, let's do some yep. quarterbacks, some tight ends, and a little bit of defense, too. We'll talk about the streaming guys potentially for week two. Give me a streaming quarterback for week two here. Uh, Derek Brown, go. Sam Howe, baby. Um, he's only rostered in 22% of leagues. He faces a Denver secondary that allowed Jimmy Garoppolo, of all people, <laughs> to complete 76% of his passes, 7.7 yards per attempt. And the thing we did not see out of Howe that still is in his bag of tricks is the rushing upside. We could see that in week two. So, yeah, if I'm streaming well, somebody, it's going to be Sam Howe. did see the rushing touchdown out of him. That was a good moment there. That was a big moment there mm-hmm. for the franchise, I think, that day. All right, Fitz, give me a streaming QB for week two. Derek Carr. Uh, Debro is a Saints fan. He realizes how weak the Saint, the Saints schedule is. It's just a mm-hmm. uh, you know a cupcake festival for the Saints all year. And he's got you know Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, Juwan Johnson, and soon Alvin Kamara's weapons. Like I think you can Beautiful. play Derek Carr in pretty much all year. All right, so Derek Carr, thirty-eight percent rostered. How twenty-two percent rostered on sleeper? Uh, how about tight end? I know that was a big one too. A lot of tight end discussions. So with mm-hmm. the Kelsey injury, with the Mark Andrews being out, I mean, with Darren Waller question marks, question marks. Debro, give me a streaming tight end for the week. I'll go with Hayden Hurst, but I, I'm I'm saying this with a caveat. Do not play him this week. I'm looking at the next two matchups after this with Seattle and Minnesota, who are very, very fantasy friendly to tight ends. So pick up Hayden Hurst. Do not start him against the New Orleans Saints. They are a no-fly zone. We've said this for years for tight end. But Hayden Hurst, all the usage was what we want. 71% route participation, 18% target share. He's the best of a bunch of bad options for Carolina. And with that, he could volume his way to a bunch of uh, top 12 weeks in fantasy. All right, give me a streaming tight end for next week here. Pat, who do you have? Luke Musgrave, and I'm glad he fell down on what should have been a long touchdown because that's going to keep him a little cheaper than he would have been otherwise on a bizarre play where Jordan Love fumbled the snap, picked it up, and uh, somehow the Bears didn't have a man within 30 yards of Luke Musgrave, about 40 yards downfield. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Musgrave had a terrific training camp, was just a revelation. They were running jet sweeps to him in training camp. Crazy athletic. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty heavily involved in the Green Bay offense, and and he's a nice add. Speaking of Green Bay, your defense of the week to stream is the Green Bay Packers, 32% roster. Yes, Pat? No, that's D-Bros. Oh, it's uh, D-Bros. Oh, yes, sir. Wow, D-Bros. Yeah, stop stepping in the cheese oh, head country, in, yeah, okay? There you go, stepping in the cheese I mean, look, <laughs> we're going to start with the uh, start all defenses against Desmond Mitter. That 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 just needs to be the thing this year. Desmond Mitter. Um, I think you did. <laughs> Yes, I did. I sure did. <laughs> Four sacks, one fumble. I mean, he looks terrible. I think it's just a minor. It's a mitter little bit of time he's until we see Taylor Mitter. You want to call him mitter because yeah. he's mid. You want oh, to yeah. do that? Like oh, the he's, kids say. He's very mid. Uh, Pat, yeah. you and I are always in on what the kids say. What do the kids say about a streaming defense this week? What do you think? Cleveland Browns, uh, 10%. Yeah. I mean, they, Let's go. Oh, they held the Bengals to six first downs and uh, made Joe Burrow look like a Division three quarterback in his first start Man. of the year. So yeah. um, they get Pittsburgh, which obviously was very out of sorts offensively in week one. 
And then uh, two pretty easy matchups after that. So I think he could ride the Browns for about three weeks. All right. So for those of you who don't have free agent budgets, here are the top picks of the week. Derek Brown, why don't you go first? Give me your one through five, your priority waiver wire pickups for week two. Number one, top of the heap is Puka Nakua. Number two, Kenneth Gainwell, Roshan Johnson after him. Kyron Williams, we did not talk about a ton here, but he definitely needs to be inside of that top five. He's my fourth guy. And the fifth, I'm going to give a little caveat in context here because honestly, I'm divided on these guys. Joshua Kelly, Luke Musgrave, and Rashid Shahid can all be in that fifth spot. It just depends on what you need for your roster. Okay, Fitz, how about you? Give me your top five waiver wire ads of the week for those people who have priority waivers. Very similar to Debro's list. Puka is my number one. Kenneth Gainwell, my number two. Tyler Algier, where Debro is going Roshan, I'm going Algier at number three. I also have Kyron Williams at number four. We didn't talk about him enough. He played ahead of Cam Akers yesterday. The only reason Akers got 20 plus carries Mm, was because they had a big lead and were uh, just milking it at the end with the running game. And then Luke Musgrave fifth. Okay, there you have it. Real quick, uh, this is from the uh, Discord channel here. I was having a conversation with somebody in our Discord, fantasypros.com slash chat. Again, free to join. So I asked this question on Twitter, and I want to ask this question to you guys too. Do the Ravens become interested in Jonathan Taylor, yes or no, now that they have a big, giant, gaping hole here at running back for the rest of the season? I know it's not their MO. D-Bro, do you think they kick the tires on JT? Absolutely. I almost brought this up earlier during the Gus uh, and Justice Hill conversation where I was like, I think we're just burying the lead here, people. Like, if there's a spot where a team is going to trade for a running back, it's obviously Baltimore. So that's, again, I don't have a lot of interest in Gus and Justice Hill because you could just be blowing your fab and it's JT season in Baltimore very soon. I still love the cheap. Like, I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to be great, but I think the cheap Melvin Gordon is an interesting pivot. Yeah, still good call. Do you think, though, that they don't do the normal Baltimore Raven thing and they actually get aggressive here because like, hey, this division's up for grabs. It's super competitive. We can't afford to fall behind. Do you think they start to look at Taylor, especially now that they know they're not going to make a financial commitment to Dobbins now that he's had another injury? Yeah, I feel like it's a long shot. It happens, Joe, but I, I they owe it to themselves to at least inquire and, and give the Colts a call. And we got a report a few days ago that Taylor was expected to pass a physical very soon. And that he was going to report basically as soon as he was off IR. So um, if Taylor is ready to roll, yeah, I mean, that that would certainly help the Ravens. And man, would that shake things up in the fantasy world. Big week one, lots of waiver wire. Download my playbook. Use the waiver assistant. Use all the tools to help you add the right players. Of course, don't forget to play on the Sleeper app. Don't forget to get your beer. Also, you can order it online at MillerLite.com slash online. That's the place to do it. Very easy. And also, DraftKings has some great stuff going on there. We've been talking about it all the time here on the programs. But make sure you get in on that. Again, you can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. And use that promo code FANTASYPROS when you sign up only on DraftKings, the sports book official uh, partner of the NFL. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Pat Fitzmaurice and Derek Brown, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off. And everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.